pandemonium in Dallas with the winds as free agency hasn't even begun and already big moves going on. Ari Graham, who understands this team like no one else, is here to tell us all about it and explain it to me. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Are we having fun yet? Good afternoon and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your host, Howard Magdal, thanking you for making us your first listen every day. We break news here. We give you analysis. We are talking about women's basketball six days a week here. And so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, over at thenetshoops.com, we are breaking news. You can go there right now and see a story about another piece of news that's happening involving the Minnesota Lynx. Just it's constant. It is constant. I will see my family in the spring. So make sure you are following especially what Ari Graham is writing uh, about the Dallas Wings. Uh, she's also going to be uh, covering AU for us. Uh, it's going to be a fun time down in Dallas. But listen, <laughs> the W alone is giving us a lot. Just to give you guys a sense of where we're going in this show today. First, we're going to talk about the big trade that brings Natasha Howard to Dallas and what that means, everything that's involved with that. That's segment one. Segment two, because that's old news now. That happened like 48 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Segment two, we're going to be talking about the deal that involved Alicia Gray. And it is not finalized, to be clear. Just be very precise on our reporting. But the deal as proposed, and as we just broke here a couple of minutes ago over at our Twitter account, make sure you're following us, Locked on WBB. It is the number three overall pick in 2023 and a first round pick in either 24 or 25. That is the proposed structure of the deal. Deal cannot go through until January 21st and free agency begins because only then are you able to trade picks after this year's draft. So, Ari, I think, I, I think I've got the basic rundown of it, but let's start with Natasha Howard. Natasha Howard, talented player, excels at both ends. Is Natasha Howard the right person to pair with Enrique Agumbawale in a championship aspirational Dallas Wins team? Yes, most definitely. Um, they play together. And in the Russian league. So I think that helps a lot as far as continuity goes. You don't have a player that's coming in that's not familiar with anyone. You know, uh, it took Tierra just a little while to get used to how everyone is playing. And I think having Natasha have that experience with Arike helps a lot. I am. <laughs> There's a lot there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how many conversations you and I have, not just on this show, but off the air, I mean, I, I, I feel for you in a way that you had to deal with sort of my, you know, my frustration about this scene that Tierra McCowan, it took a long time for her to get minutes mm-hmm. in order to ultimately make herself comfortable. Mm-hmm. Now we're sitting here saying, all right, Tierra McCowan, who is one of the most efficient players in the league, 
Can McCallum play the five and you have Natasha Howard at the four? Is that a team that can run with a lot of the faster paced teams in the WNBA? Like, can that team run up and down the court with Las Vegas, for instance? Run? No. I mean, there has to be some instances where McCowan will need to be able to take a break. But you have to remember, we still have some size with uh, Charlie Carrier on the bench, which would be good. And I think that'll be really good for pace as far as running with teams like Vegas. Uh, We do lack a little bit in size because, you know, Griner's coming back and there's bigger posts. And it's just it might be a little difficult in that aspect. But if we have someone that could come in and keep up the pace, you're going to be fine. All right. So you're talking about. Latricia Trammell coming in. She's certainly very capable of doing this, uh, you know, a very wise basketball mind. Uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, though, all right, let's let's kind of go back to it, right? All right, so let's <laughs> say you want to run and you have to try and run and keep up with the team. An opposition can marginalize Tierra McCowan in that case. If you're talking about bids, and we haven't even gotten into, you know, Bella Allery has been set to active, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not she's going to play for the Dallas Wings is a different question. Um, you know, Charlie Collier is somebody who, um, at, you know, you remember me saying this, maybe she, if she'd gotten some minutes, you'd have a sense of what she could do in these scenarios. I even talked to a front office member of a different WNBA team who said, gee, I'm hearing some maybe Satu Sabali at the three. Mm-hmm. Here's what we don't have in common with basically all of those names, except for McCallum. Offensive efficiency. Natasha Howard does a lot of things really well. We've had mm-hmm. the privilege of covering her here in New York the last couple of years. And I've had the privilege of covering her, frankly, throughout the league, where mm-hmm. she's done incredible things. Natasha Howard goes. Championships have tended to follow, if you look. Uh, certainly WNBA Finals uh, appearances in Indiana, followed by championships in Minnesota and mm-hmm. then in Indiana. But Arike is not efficient from the field. Arike does a lot of things. Arike is a volume store. Arike is very talented, but she's not efficient. And neither is Natasha Howard. Do they have enough shooting around that? And how do you not, if you're building around those two, try and make sure that essentially the other three spots, you've got people who are capable of putting the ball in the basket, often not just a question of doing it in volume. Mm-hmm. I think that there is enough shooting. I mean, shooting has never been a problem for Dallas. Like you said, with Satu at the three, and then you have either switching out Arike and Mabry with the one and the two. I mean, there's going to be enough to go around with those players. I think now's the time for Arike to become a more efficient player. You know, things were just kind of... (laughs) I don't know, a little haywire under Vicki Johnson where everybody was just still trying to find their place. And I think this year is going to be different. There's a new voice and defense is going to be the key. And with that being the main reason uh, LT was brought in, uh, Rike's efficiency offensively will probably just be a small problem. But I think it's something that she uh, can improve on this year. I wonder, you know, we we – you see this team, you cover this team closely, and so I am always hesitant to disagree, right? I am also aware that field goal percentage is an imperfect tool. It's not, you know, it's sort of a broad brush. Mm-hmm. That said, okay, we got McCowan at 60.2% last year. You know, again, Jared McCowan, 
would Vicki Johnson still have her job if she had played Sierra McCowan 35 minutes from the time she got there? I guess we'll never know, right? <laughs> but it's certainly something that, well, look, it probably keeps her up at night. Uh, <laughs> and then second, of course, and super efficient is Kayla Thornton. So obviously Kayla Thornton is going to be a huge part of what the wings do next year. And she, I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting word that Kayla Thornton ended. <laughs> To the New York Liberty and the Natasha <laughs> Howard deal. So, all right, not that she was a volume shooter, but now she's gone. We we can we could talk about the defensive impact that she's had. You wrote, I think, the definitive story on Kayla Thornton last year. Mm-hmm. Izzy Harrison is there at forty six, but is Izzy a part of this team next year? Where is Izzy playing? Charlie Collier was at forty four percent, but she did that almost no time out there. Then mm-hmm. there's Alicia Gray. Oh, we can't do that yet. Segment two, Alicia Gray's gone. And Marina Mabry is a restricted free agent at 42%, really good from three. But can you bring her back? Does she, do you even have room to bring her back? It, it's suddenly this thing that you're absolutely right. Dallas was third in the league in offensive rating last year. But uh, so many of the reasons for that are gone or compromised. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got questions. <laughs> I don't think they're completely gone. They might be compromised a little bit, but I think, you know, time is definitely going to help. You don't have a whole lot of it with the quick turnaround, but like I said, with the new voice and just kind of like the changing of a guard, this is beginning of a new era for the Dallas Wings. Uh, fresh faces, new voices, and it's, it's going to be fine. <laughs> All right. if you, I'm just fresh voices, new, I, I mean, I, I think LT is one of the best basketball minds in the league. I, mm-hmm. I thought that was a home run hire. But, like, again, Satu, Satu Sabli, who, you know, a delightful human being, mm-hmm. ridiculously talented, still very young, only to be 24 next year. But she shot 39.8% from the field, and she took a lot of threes, but she only made 23.3% of them. Veronica mm-hmm. Burton, who I love, who I think should get an opportunity to play, I, I am – Hopeful, I think, if Dallas is to do this right, that it is Burton with Crystal Dangerfield as her backup Mm -hmm. rather than the other way around. Take nothing away from Crystal Dangerfield. I just think Burton has a higher ceiling. I think we saw that over the final, let's say, 10, 15 games of the season last year. But Veronica Burton last year, she shot 32.9% from the field. Right? I'm I'm just saying, like, you basketball is math, right? I got on the basketball. All right, wait. I, we'll talk about more because this stuff tells with our Alicia Gray conversation as well. Uh, I am um, o- over the top excited about everything that's going on here. Uh, I am also over the top excited, and everybody knows this, everyone who listens to this program, about Built Bar. Built Bar, if you are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar, right? Like, let's say you're a WNBA reporter who mm-hmm. suddenly finds that he's not able to fit in the workout because this league just like never stops breaking news that you got to put out there. And you say, all right, well, how do you make sure you don't put on 20 pounds by the draft? Okay, well, how I do it? I eat Built Bars. I eat all the Built Bars that they make. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. I love churro. I love peanut butter brownie. I mean, cookie chunk. There's not a bad built bar out there. So what's amazing about it, though, is you don't have to just order them and wait around to get a box. You can. I do it at built.com. But you can go to your local Walmart, 
your local Sam's Club. Pick up a four power, uh, four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate coconut puffs. Sam's Club, they've got the 13 bar brownie batter. Brownie batter. I mean, my children live on it, right? Why mm-hmm. even feed them fruits and vegetables? It's silly. Just give them a built bar, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Don't don't ask a nutritionist about that. But it's still good. <clears throat> better than dessert in terms of things. 130 calories, 4 grams net carbs, 17 grams of sugar. Really good stuff. Built Bar, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. All right. Alicia Gray. Alicia Gray, <sighs> former member of the Dallas Wings. Again, yes. I, I know I keep kind of going back to it, but Alicia Gray was efficient. Mm-hmm. He was a great defensive player. Again, right? Like mm-hmm. you're down another defensive player in Dallas. Alicia Gray also hit 40.8% of her threes, took almost five threes per game. Mm-hmm. Which makes a ton of sense in Atlanta, which needs more efficiency as well. Mm-hmm. That number three pick in 2023, along with another first, as we reported here, just take me through your impressions, what you think of the deal. The number three pick uh, could possibly give Dallas someone that could kind of fill that plug of Alicia being gone or uh, with Kayla. Uh, depends on who they pick, if they want someone that can handle um, well yeah. on both sides of the court or someone that is strictly defensive minded. Um, I feel like, you know, you should get a whole lot more for a player like Alicia Gray. But, you know, you can't make someone stay. And it's just it is what it is. Now, I know you bring up, you brought up the efficiency um, mm-hmm. with, with Satu and Veronica, <clears throat> but you got to remember, Satu was out eight games, and she had to try and get herself to fit back in the offense. You know, Veronica Burton, she wasn't really there for the shooting. She was more of the facilitator. So, like you said, efficiency is very broad, and um, I don't know. It's not, it's not going to be much of an issue from, from what you're saying on efficiency. I have uh, from a another WNBA uh, talent evaluator. Let's let's put it that way. That okay. Dallas has expressed some interest in Jordan Horston, Rakia ja- Rakia Jackson, mm-hmm. and Karima Osborne. Three very different players, mm-hmm. right? That's a win. That's a bid. That's I would argue somebody who plays Rike's position. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this was what we talked about, right? Coming in, it's yeah. like, all right, Alicia Gray wanted out. Okay, you know that's a nice return in mm-hmm. two pitch, including a lottery pick. You know, all granted. Zoom back out two days, and Natasha Howard and Crystal Dangerfield are coming in. Two veterans, especially in Howard's case, with a sort of win now sense. And then you go, you zoom forward and you're like, all right, is there anyone at the three pick in 2023 who was like a win now player? The one pick, you got Aaliyah Boston. She's mm-hmm. a win now player. I have fundamentally come to believe, and I've believed this for a long time, that Diamond Miller is a win now player. I think Diamond Miller comes into this league healthy and mm-hmm. is an all star in year one. Diamond okay. Miller is a player, you know. Uh, do you know what state she's from by any chance? Have you have you looked into that where Diamond Miller's from? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> she's from New Jersey. And then, okay. as always, that's always the answer to the question, by the way. It's always New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> and then, but then you get beyond that. 
Harry Jones is real polished, but I know some folks around the league are down on her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially lately, she's not been performing at the level that she did earlier on in the season, frankly, earlier on in her career. So mm -hmm. again, it's fascinating to me that like, and maybe Dallas is, is, is looking at her. Maybe Dallas thinks Haley Jones, who is a very solid defensive player, has that defensive versatility. Maybe it's a smoke screen. Maybe Haley Jones is the one all Let's say they did Haley Jones. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling about that? Alicia Gray for Haley Jones, and then there's another pick coming. Uh, I mean, not too bad. I like the idea of Rakea Jackson more than Haley Jones, but – I mean, we don't even have to worry about that. Aaliyah's going to fall to three. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but oh, oh. With, any, <laughs> with any player, you know, coming out of this draft, they're going to need some time to develop. And with Haley Jones or Rakea, whoever is coming in, I mean, they're going to have that time to do so and to fit in where they can. But I'm not really well versed on, on how people are playing in college. But if you have someone that is playing a recase position that is a win-now player, that's only going to be more beneficial to the team. I love Charisma Osborne. I think Charisma Osborne's an excellent player. But you're going to be shocked to hear this, right? The one missing ingredient in Charisma Osborne's game right now is efficiency from the field. Mm. You, know, you know, they say like, oh, that guy really has a type. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't know. Harry, I, 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 I think very highly of Charisma Osborne. She's coming from a really good program in UCLA. Corey mm -hmm. Cole's players tend to outperform their projections in the league uh, consistently. And there's not an accident that happens because of the way Corey Close coaches and the way that staff coaches at UCLA. But it's just, all right, great. So let's say Charisma Osborne comes in and outperforms. Does that get you over the line? This is a league where... <clears throat> The Aces return everybody, basically. Mm -hmm. And the New York Liberty just added John Quill Jones. The wins helped make it happen. Mm -hmm. John Quill Jones, and potentially we reported here earlier this week, um, you know, there is mutual interest in Courtney Vandersloot, potentially. There is a certain free agent uh, who played in Seattle named Brianna Stewart, who mm -hmm. uh, certainly at least um, going to consider New York, but at the very least, JJ and Sabrina as a one-two or a two-one, however you want to say it, mm -hmm. compared to Natasha Howard and Enrique Dumoulale, to take nothing away from the latter two. Really, really talented players. But before you even get into the surrounding cast, uh, of which New York has quite a lot of talent, I don't know. New York fits together to me. Like, I get it. Like, I see. Mm -hmm. I it, it may not work, but I see where Jonathan Cobb's going with it. Mm -hmm. Do we see it? Like, are they defense first? Are they offense first? Are they a combination? Are they win now? Are they winning 2025? Like, I don't know. Can you boil it down? So with the way everything is going, kind of like this overhaul, like end of a new era, there is, I, there's going to be a year where it's going to take some time. But I can see it. I mean, you know, having Jonquil and UNESCO, that is going to be very dangerous. But as far as winning now, I mean, Dallas definitely has a chance. When you say get over the line, um, they were there. They had their best season ever last season, winning their first playoff game. So just to go a little bit further than that uh, would be good. Why is everyone so hard on Dallas? 
I just I just want to know because everyone is making changes, you know, new new faces everywhere. Why is everyone so hard on Dallas? Here's here's what I'll say. Okay. Here's what I'll say. Um, my favorite, you know, wait, I'm gonna say it in a sec. We're gonna talk Marina Mabry, we're gonna talk about some things you have written because I think it helps inform the future uh, of the Dallas Wings as well. First, I do want to make sure that our listeners hear about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college ball season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. So I will just say parenthetically, when they say all, it's not just NBA, it's WNBA. It's not just men's World Cup, it's women's World Cup. It's not just men's college basketball, it's women's college basketball. And if you believe that there needs to be equality in these areas, as I know you do if you're listening to this show, betonline.net does it. If you love sports podcasts, and Lord knows you do, because here you are with us, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today, which is betonline.net, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay. You have written, you have said, you have talked mm-hmm. about it. You're like, why is everyone so hard on the Dallas Wings? Which is like a fair question, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I? Am I hard on the Dallas Wings? Am I just, I'm more, I don't think I'm hard on them. I feel like I'm perplexed by them. I find them, it's like um, when I was a young boy, I was given a Rubik's Cube by my parents. And, you know, they're like these like genius kids. Who are, and I like not even close, like not even close to figuring it out. And that's what they're, they're my Rubik's Cube as I cover this league. And so you spoke about like they just had their best season in a while. And it's true, 18 and 18. They gave the sun everything they could handle, mm-hmm. games, you know. And then you talked about continuity being so important. Well, Ricky Johnson's gone, right? Like, Alicia Gray, was Alicia Gray the most important player on that team last year? Uh, Yeah, most definitely. But when we talk about that Connecticut series, she was available. You mean to tell me that if Enrique wasn't injured, they wouldn't have won? I don't know. That's Uh, a good question. I I mean, it would have been a different series for sure. Mm -hmm. No, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I mean, mm-hmm. and a healthier retail would go a long way, but that's not mm-hmm. continuity. Even that's right. a little bit of change. I'm trying to kind of work her back in. I, I just the thing I keep coming back to is from here. Or, and 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 I just want to start with Marina, who was mm-hmm. a free agent. Okay, they have to keep Marina Mabry now. Yes, right? have to. Yes, have to. Okay, what else has to happen for this to be like a successful off season for them? Well, now you have to figure out what you're going to do uh, by making your bench deeper. Like mm-hmm. you said, we still don't know what's going to happen with Izzy. Uh, so even with her coming back, there would have been some place where she'd have to go where either Satu would have to sit or Howard or just have an equal rotation of mm-hmm. minutes. So they need to work on building their bench, but not through the draft. <laughs> so if there's a way that they can bring in just one more uh, veteran player, uh, that can kind of just get into it on their bench, then they'll be fine. That's what will make it successful. Um, but it's going to be tough. You've already lost some really good players. You can't really like do any more crazy moves. But once they figure out what's going on with Izzy, uh, they'll be fine. Just got to fill out that bench now. 
I think we probably have to use the title, Why is Everybody So Hard on the Dallas Fringe for the podcast? Yes, yes. True. I don't get it. There's All so right, much so going on everywhere. It's true. It's, and, and obviously, everybody, make sure you continue listening because we will be all over it here. Um, it is interesting. I found this out. Um, there is apparently a league, I don't mean AU, I don't mean the WNBA, uh, going on, uh, including a team in Dallas playing basketball right now uh, called mm-hmm. the NBA. Is this something that you've heard about at all? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Sometimes, every now and then. Interesting. Well, yeah. the Dallas, they're called the Mavericks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, fascinating, right? I, 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 we did, of course, Locked on Mavs is an excellent show you should listen to. And of course, after you make Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day, you can make your second listen game to game NBA, which is every moment, top performance, every result across the league. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. So follow Game to Game Locked on NBA available on the Odyssey app. YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Make sure, I've said this before, I'll say it again, you are following Harry Graham at WNBA Love, the best Twitter handle in America, (laughs) doing such great work across the board. Always good to see you, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Yes, good to see you. Thank you. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll be back with you Saturday. We will be with you all the time. Mm -hmm. And I will see you in the spring family. But until then, I am Howard Megdahl, host, founder, and editor of The Next, wishing you all a wonderful Thursday. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball.